prior to last Tuesday, I had never been to a WWE event, or like a live wrestling event. And I'm going to be honest, I never thought I'd be able to say that I had been to a WWE, like never in my life. I never thought I could look someone dead in the eyes and be like, I've been to a WWE event. That didn't seem like a reality I could face, but you know, I mean, life works in very, very mysterious ways because last Tuesday I went to a WWE event. My friend Raf got tickets. Raf, thank you. Uh, There's a Slack exchange at work and I believe a coworker, either her husband or brother-in-law worked for the WWE and uh, had a couple tickets. Uh, Raf got the tickets. I got the tax. Next thing you know, we're in the Moda Center, baby. And when you get free tickets, I think you just assume you're sitting third, like not good, you know, nosebleeds, third level. If you're lucky, second level. And I don't think there's a scenario where you actually get to sit at level 100, like the first level. I think it's it's for sure you're getting tickets at, you know, the nosebleeds level three, if you're lucky level two. And then I think you skip the level 100 and you just kind of hit the jackpot. And it's going to be, you know, courtside, like, whoa, how did this happen? Unless level 100 is courtside. I don't think it is. But we joked around. We thought, how funny would it be if we got, you know, VIP backstage passes? And we came awfully close because the tickets that Raf got were essentially ringside. We were, we were literally a uh, second row to the ring. But then I don't know if any of you know this. So at the WWE, they have like a entry kind of, it's, it's like the red carpet for wrestling, but it's all lit up and they'll do the, you know, the, the wrestler's name and then the theme song and they'll run down this, uh, basically this pathway into the ring. And we were right at that gate. So Raf, he high-fived, I think multiple wrestlers, a few commentators. I got, I believe one commentator and one wrestler um, which was incredible. We're already there. When you have biceps five feet from your face, when you can see the sweat running down their chest, it's incredible. A whole new atmosphere. You can't do that in the NFL. Well, you could, but you'd probably have to be the head coach. I don't have those credentials. But hypothetically, if I had 300 bucks in my bank account, I could go to these WWE events and get that up-close visual that I want. If that's what I'm going for, I'm also there for the, you know, the storyline, the athleticism, because I will say this, what I expected was, because Raf had sent me videos before and I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't know much about the WWE. Um, I, I know the household names like Brock Lesnar, uh, the rock, John Cena, you know, the RKO meme. I was, I understood that, but essentially the only study material that I had was the videos that Raf would send me. And then this one South Park episode where they did WWE and it started out, they'd have a few people watching kind of like cartoon hillbillies chewing tobacco, but then they grew in popularity and the apparent CEO of the WWE, Vince McMahon showed up and he was drinking like a red wine and everyone's drinking Merlot and it's not as much wrestling as it is a play. So what I thought, I thought I was just going to see like extreme action with a lot of dialogue. And I'm going to be honest, that's, that's basically what I got. And I loved it. I, I didn't understand that there would be continued storylines. Like this was a literal story. I wasn't watching people just flip through the air. And then it makes sense because when you randomly flipped this, I think on like cable television and you watch for five minutes, you just see, you know, some people doing fake wrestling and you, you know the outcome's fixed. So you can't, it's, you can't buy into it. But when one wrestler cheats on their husband, who is a wrestler, with another wrestler, and now those two have to wrestle... How do I not tune in next? I, I'm being serious. The, the storyline's back at you, you build the villain, you build the champion, they face off, you throw love in there, a little lust as well, guilt, greed, human emotion. Next thing I know, I'm screaming for people. I don't even know who they are. 
you buy into it. And then the crowd gets going and they're pumping up the crowd. They had this one, um, this one wrestler, and I don't know if it's appropriate to call them, uh, characters, but they embody a persona. So this one guy was, uh, Lucha Libre was his name. And he'd yell Lucha with a right arm up in the air and then a left arm. He'd do it back and forth and the crowd started chanting. My favorite one had to be, uh, I don't, I'm blanking on his name. It was like Yes Man or something, but he stood on the corner of the ring and he, he struck this Captain Morgan pose. His quads and hammies flexed, the calf mu- the, very tight. His shirt was on at this point. I'm a, but he took it off. Like he, he, he basically, when you think of Hercules, that's what I saw posing on the top of this wrestling ring. One finger up in the air with his arm raised. Yes, yes. It was incredible. And I'm very bummed I didn't record it because it was, it, it was captivating seeing 5,000 people behind this one random guy, this one random guy who's going to go do some flips and wrestle with another guy, a choreographed set for 15 minutes had the entire arena shoving their index finger in the air saying the word yes. We think Logan Paul has clout. I don't know if Logan, Logan Paul could probably do that, but the, the, Logan Paul actually, I feel like he almost fits the mold for WWE. That has to have been explored. I don't, no, but Okay, so the storylines are brilliant. I think one part, one of my favorites was uh, they did a recap of last week's show. Oh, here's the other thing. So... Uh, People will come out to the ring and they won't even wrestle. They'll do the, like a small skits that's set up for the next. It was more of a, it's, I don't, I, I don't want to disrespect what's going on, but in like immediate reflection, it was almost like a play. It was almost like a play. And because of that, like there were scenes where they, they would set up, they would set it up for this big pay-per-view they've got going in Australia uh, where one wrestler wasn't at his house, but then his friend turned foe, went to his house with his family there and was about to break in. And they set it up like very lovely. And then the camera cuts before he gets in, but don't worry, they called the authorities. So I'm pretty sure um, he got arrested, but the other wrestler told the general manager, no, don't arrest him. Let's wrestle out. At this, and there's a lot of promotion for their pay-per-view events, a lot of promotion for their Monday night show. But I got to say, look, it, it, it very much reminds me of a play. So that South Park episode that I hinted earlier might not be that far off. Might not. It, it got me thinking, why, why would I pay for a flight ticket? Why would I you know, scrape up $600 to fly to New York? put myself up in a decent hotel. I'd like to think we're looking 150 plus a night. Go to a Broadway play. I'm guessing tickets are 80 bucks. Again, I don't know. It's Broadway. It very, maybe 150. I don't know. Enjoy the play. It's going to be a long play. Enjoy it. Immediately lift home at the conclusion of the play. And by lift home, I mean lift to JFK, hop on that flight, that's six hours back home, then we lift home, and there's really no reason that shouldn't be a $1,000 trip when I could just wait 250 bucks, get some decent seats, and see an equally captivating performance in terms of emotions uh, just being distributed and flung everywhere, uh, to rooting for the villain, but also the hero, to being looped in and, and really wanting to tune in on another Tuesday night. And then I just walk home or I take the bus. I don't have to go to JFK. I don't have to sit in New York traffic. I I, I don't know if it would be appropriate to get up mid-Broadway play 
to go get a Diet Coke and a pizza. They both might be seven bucks. And what I'm saying is I got up mid-performance and I got a $7 Diet Coke and a $7 slice of pizza. I tipped two bucks. That's 16 bucks. And I don't regret it one bit. It felt right. A Diet Coke ringside at a WW. How does that not fit? Peanut butter and jelly. But this is interesting financially. So essentially it was a free trip. Not so fast. $5 ticket um, for public transportation all day. So I get to the event. Great. 16 bucks like I just pointed out. The Coke, the pizza, the $2 tip. Uh... From there, oh yeah, so for, from there, uh, hopped back on the, hopped on the light rail, was going home, uh, was on my phone, missed my stop by about two. Uh, Bus-wise, it would have taken me another hour, it was already late, so I got in a lift. That's another 11 bucks. Tipped the man, two bucks. So right now, was that five plus 16, 21 plus 13? Yeah, I mean, you can do 34 bucks. So essentially, I paid $34 for a free event. That doesn't make sense at all. And that was the one bad part. Overall, I'm going to frame it like this. The WWE, great experience. Would I buy a ticket myself to go again? And the only reason, like, if I'm, you know, financially, if we're looking at it in terms of a Broadway play, in terms of quality, I might be saying the WWE wins out. But would I legitimately buy it for myself to go alone? No. But would I drop 50 bucks, get some seats? go with Raph, have a Diet Coke included, and I get to ask Raph unlimited questions in terms of storyline, I'd probably go again. It was exciting. Maybe get some new names out there. And I don't know. Maybe I'll do my homework as well. Maybe I'll buy a t-shirt. I didn't want to buy a t-shirt this time. I felt a little poserish. And I'm not saying I'm like fully on board, but I can totally understand the enthusiasm and the fandom that comes from the events. I, I 100% do it. Everyone, here's my thing. The WWE might be better than Broadway. I've never been to Broadway. It might be better than Broadway. 